All right, welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my buddy uh, David. He is from, um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Nova Scotia. 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 <laughs> Nova Scotia, got the first time. Did I get it right out of those three times? You did, you did. Nova Scotia. <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. I'm excited to be here. I hope you're doing yeah, well, too. Uh, uh, you know, we always talk on Twitter quite often, almost every day yeah. and stuff. And yeah. it's, uh, it's great to actually have this video chat. And uh, um, so, yeah, I'm glad to have you on. We're going to be talking about this bad boy today. You know, we're going to kind of stray away from the albums, but not stray away. Technically, yeah. this is a, a live album. That's right. Uh, so it's One Wild Night Live from 1985 to 2001. And uh, this is actually... It was released to kind of make up for not releasing a New Jersey tour album back in uh, 1990 because the New Jersey tour, they recorded different tracks because they were going to plan on releasing a live album. And unfortunately, the, I think the record company said no to that. So we never got a live album. And they were known to be one of the, the, the best rock band to see live. And so, so thankfully, after what? 17 years we finally got yeah. a live album so before we get into it deeper what's your overview on the album i really uh really enjoy it and kind of like you just said it was so long overdue um you know bon jovi being you know such an amazing band live it was just like you know almost a shame for decades to not have something in a, in a physical copy for fans, right? So I remember when it came out, buying it the first day, running down after work to get it, being super excited that it finally dropped in back in 2021. And I was reading your tweet there the other day, and I said, my goodness, it's been almost 20 years. Hard to believe. But uh, it was long yeah. overdue at the time. And, and one of my favorites, actually. I think it's I think it's a bit underrated. It, it is. And, you know, I, I also want to note that, you know, we're talking about the very first live album. We, we also have to remember that 1984 to 2001 there wasn't uh internet was just starting to come out in 2000 2001 with you know yeah. being able to hear live music and stuff like that but youtube wasn't around and so we weren't you weren't really able to hear live music at that point yeah you know, now you can go on youtube and listen to live tracks and watch videos yeah. and stuff like that so you know back in 2001 Yes, this was a big deal. And it's funny because I became a fan when I was an eight-year-old boy, Discover and Crush. And uh, so this is actually the very first album that came out after it that, you know, I always get the album first day now. And uh, I remember my birthday is on May 7th, and this album came out on May 22nd. Right. And I remember I saved all my birthday money, and looking, looking back, you know, that – See, it was like 20 bucks, but uh, I, I said, I'm not going to buy anything else with it. I want to buy this on CD and I want to get it on cassette. Yeah. And so I ran over uh, to Walmart the day that it was released, you know, two, two and a half weeks later. And I, I run back to the, the music section and I got my copy and they didn't have any cassettes, unfortunately, but uh, no. we did have the CD. Yeah. And uh, tw 20 years later, it's still in my hand right here. Yeah, me too. And like I said, I... I remember you get that it was back then new release Tuesdays at the time. And yeah. I remember uh, since I finished work, I remember running downtown and going to the local record shop and uh, excited to get this. And of course um, just, you know, having crushed the year prior, of course, and had yeah. a, bit of a, a bit of a similar uh, album cover feel. Yeah. 
And I'm glad you brought that up because that was my next thing too. Is I kind of like how they mimic the Crash album cover, yeah. you know, but in a live uh, setting. And you know, I, I love the back. Me too. Yeah. This too. Yeah. You know, and, and, and since we're talking about this, we got to dig deep into the booklet because, like, how the book booklet unfolds in the Crash album, it it does the same in a long night. And so, you know, they have live photos from all the way from 1985 up until 2001. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of, you know, really cool uh, photos. I remember I got another CD of this just so I could hang up this picture. Because obviously I didn't want to touch the one in my booklet. Yeah, yeah. So I had this picture hanging in my room when I was a kid. Yeah. Nine-year-old kid. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And another, another thing that needs to be pointed out too was there's we also got like not official releases per se yeah. but we got these two gems too this one i think this was a fan club exclusive if i'm not yeah mistaken. unfortunately i was never able to get those yeah i think you get on e- I, i've seen it online here and there but yeah. this is actually really cool it has a um show you it has like uh, different cuts and stuff but it was cool. given out i think on the last show of the one last wild night and it was recorded at the china club in september of 2000 and then nice. you know, yeah and, and and then we got um tokyo this was given to this is uh sold in japan at the time right i knew that one yeah it was a uh, tokyo yeah. road and you know, yeah. it has um yeah it, it's a it's pretty it's pretty cool um so yeah, so we got those gems out of the album, but uh, how about we start d- digging deep into the tracks? Sounds good. So the before uh, we do, I want to I want to mention one thing. The only thing that upsets me about this album is that they did not put any live tracks from Superman Wet Tour, the New Jersey Tour, and mm. Keep the Faith Tour. It's like they ignored 1986 to 93. Yeah, uh, so I wonder why. Well, yeah, it, 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 it kind of irritates me because, like, like this was kind of to make up for not releasing that New Jersey tour album. Well, you didn't put in New Jersey. You know, and someone mentioned it to me on Twitter the other day. I forget who. Um, but someone had mentioned that, that there should have been three cuts of this album. Like Definitely. Yeah, I read that too, actually. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That is a great idea. Because it would have been cool to have three different versions of the scene, you know, different colors, different artwork. Yeah. And, have, you know, like do one from the 80s, <clears throat> one from the 90s, and <clears throat> one from the Crush and One Wild Night Tour. Well, yeah. they could have done the One Wild Night. One Wild Night Tour was to support this album. It was a continuation of the Crush Tour. But they, they still could have done it, you know? Or, or it certainly could have easily been a double album even where, you know, to get more songs on. Yeah, that's a good idea too. But, but I do... I do like it. it. It is a bit like a, um, you know, a scrapbook, if you will, a mini scrapbook, because yeah. it does cover, you know, ex- ex- with the exception of those missing years, a lot of different eras, you yeah. know, so it does give you a bit of a snapshot through time. Yeah, which, that's which true. Interesting. Instead of just having one live album from one night, it does give you those extra, you know, um, tours throughout their career where they're starting out with runaway and, and in and out of love going right up to at the time you know it's my life and so forth right yeah exactly yeah. um yeah yeah i think there was you know i'm sure it's hard to you know because you know the 
the record company has a say and the band has this and then obviously you know john has a big say so it, it would have been interesting to see how they kind of what their ideas were with this but at the end of the day i'm thankful we had this out because it's a great album yeah so, and just to get a live album at that time was so exciting wasn't it yeah it was um so the first track is it's my life uh, it was recorded in toronto on November 27th, 2000. So this was recorded during the Crush tour. So with this release, that was very recent. Um, I We'll get into it, but I think Living on a Prayer should have been the opener of this album, just the way that we'll get to that track. But this was also a great way to open up the album too. It's kind of like Crush, you know, because it opens up with It's My Life. And then you have um, that as the opener on this one. So, but, uh, so what's your, what's your, feel of, of it's my life on this one i i liked it as the opener it, it said it just kind of mirrored when crush came out the year before like you said um you want a good rock and track to start with and you know um at the time and even still today there's there's none really too much better open with than it's my life right i think it was a a solid choice um yeah. and it gets the gets the atmosphere going for the, for the concert the the opening sounds of of uh of it's my life i think kind of gets you in the mood to feel like you're at a live show and i think it kind of sets that that picture up for the listener, you know, um, really well. Um, they're good in more than one choice, like you said, with, with prayer. Um, personally, when I see a concert, I like prayer at the end. Uh, yeah. we're, we're going to get into prayer. Although what, I did see the These Days tour, Jerry, and uh, on the These Days tour, I, I think uh, prayer, if I remember, was second or third on the set list, which was kind of un- unusual because all the other times I've seen Bon Jovi, it either closed the show or it closed before the encore came yeah. on, right? Yeah. Well, see, I, I live in complete jealousy of you then because, like I said, I became a fan when I was eight, and that yeah. was in 2000. So that was when Crash was coming out. Yeah. yeah. And thankfully, now you have YouTube and you you know, DVDs, yeah. and you can yeah. kind of look back at all those tours and think, wow, how much I wish I could have experienced those tours. And so, looking back, you know, because like from 2000 on, you either saw a prayer as the first song. Yeah. Or nowadays you see it as the last song. And and it, it's so weird when people say, oh, or, or you look at videos and you see that it was the second or third or even the sixth song in the set list, you know? Because yeah. now it, it, Living on Prayer is it, it's at such a stature that you either got to open up with or you got to close with it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. But we'll get to prayer here in a second. But w- one thing I like about It's My Life on this is how john's vocals are in the chorus they're very very strong and they're powerful and it just you know you you feel his vibes in in this song like like why he wrote it and what the song is about and you know it's it's so good i find whether you're in a concert in person but when you were able to do that before the whole COVID mess or even just listening to a live album like this i find yeah you get that extra layer of meaning behind a song i don't know if you feel that way too when you're at a concert and you might have picked up something at that concert or even listening to a live album like this that doesn't come across in the studio track right Mm -hmm. whether it's the rawness whether it's that extra energy whether it's the you really get the the feeling or when when john puts that emphasis on a certain part of the song or maybe it's a story he's telling prior to the song or you know as we get into um saturday night later the the changes in the middle of the song you know there's those, those different uh, items that come up in a, in a live setting that you just don't get on the studio copy, you know, and it's my life. You're right. I do feel that passion on that track. 
and you could tell it comes from his heart and you know saying frankie said i did it my way and you know he put frankie in because you know sinatra being his his right. idol and his his influence and you know and that of course if sinatra has been passed down to generations and generations and uh, partly because of the song too i imagine but uh, you know it's it's just a, such a cool cool course on that and you can tell that the that the band really means it when they're playing it right exactly that's what makes the song so great it takes it yeah. to another level for sure yeah. sure uh, so let's go to the next one, Living on a Prayer, uh, which is, uh, was recorded on in Zurich, Switzerland, uh, August 30th, 2000. Obviously, this was on the, the Crush Tour DVD. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was a great performance. I'm glad they put it on here. Like I said a couple minutes ago, I think this should have been the opener on the album, though. Yeah, just, because, okay. just because it's kind of like, like how the DVD started. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like... Uh, you could tell they're opening up with the song on this album. And I wish they kind of would have flipped it and put that on there. Yeah. Um, one thing I love about this and how they, you know, interpret the song live is the way that it leads into you could love a bad name. You know, For sure. like, you, come on, you got to talk to me. I want to know, are you with me tonight? And then all of a sudden, take a boom, boom, boom. And then they start going into, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 and, like I said, I, I remember uh, when I go see Bon Jovi in concert, one of the first albums I turn to is this record here because it gives you those flashbacks to seeing them live, right? It's yeah. so cool. And it, it just has that capture some of that energy that you would see if you're actually in the rink or, or stayed in that night, right? And I love how it just kind of segues right into it and they kind of flow and it gives you flashbacks to actually being at a real Bon Jovi concert, right? So I yeah. love that too. It's just cool. And I think Tico is so strong in the way he he makes yeah. the drum sound you know as, as far as his, his drum sound sounds so strong and it's so yeah. tight and good and i love it i so, sometimes <laughs> I listen to this live track and i just listen to tika because it sounds so good yeah so. for sure he, he is really really uh uh great to see in concert too and we're talking i think when you were uh doing the new jersey uh discussion a while back um one of my highlights of one of the shows that i saw not to make you jealous again but on the keep the faith tour it just means I'm old, Jerry, basically. But uh, I'm the keep the faith. just order. That's right. I love you. Yeah, that's what I was saying when that song came out, right? Yeah. Um, but I remember, I remember on that tour, if you watch it on YouTube, um, the intro to to Lay Your Hands on Me when David and Tico uh, just played off one another. And it was really, really neat. And they did an extra long instrumental leading into uh, to uh, Lay Your Hands on Me. And you just see the, you know, the talent and the musicianship of David. And Tico is just such a phenomenal drummer, right? And yeah. uh, you know, that's and it's evident, like you said, on tracks on this record too. If if people haven't heard it, have a chance to check it out. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up too because you know we should have done it before we got into the tracks, but we should talk about some of the performances and some of the songs that should have made this album. So we'll save yeah. that for the end. We'll just go cool. track by track. Okay. Uh, but we'll. De- I'm glad you brought that up because we'll definitely talk about that. But prayer uh, being, there- sorry, prayer being just like one of my favorite Bon Jovi songs. Um, you know, yeah. you. Can- when you see that live and you hear it, whether it's first, second, last, it just yeah. is it's one of the greatest songs ever done, in my opinion. It just stands the test of time, right? You know, I've seen the band, I've been to 52 shows now. Yeah. yeah. And every single time I've seen Prayer, you get goosebumps because it's a song that every single person, whether you're a general fan or you yeah. don't know the band or that you're a diehard like us, Every single person in that arena or stadium knows that song. And it's so empowering to hear every single person sing it with the band. And it just gives you goosebumps every single time. It does. 
And it's just like a wave of energy just goes right. It's, it really is. It's like being a, just a giant wave of energy going over the crowd. You have to experience it to, to, to really put it into, you can't put it into words. It's just like, it's just such a high. It's electrifying, you know? Yeah, electrifying. So we'll go to the next one. You could love a bad name. And obviously that's another huge hit. And it was, it's the same, uh, Zurich, Switzerland, August 30, 2000, you know, from the Crush Tour DVD. And, uh, Good performance. Um, yeah, yeah. What, again, one of the favorite, and actually, just a, a fun fact on the side here. One of the, I think, the first Bon Jovi song I ever heard. You know, oh, really? Well, I remember uh, being in like junior high at the time, and and uh, you know my uh, brother having the old fashioned '80s, uh, you know, ghetto blaster boombox type of things, and yeah. uh, him just like he's like four years older than me, so he you know be a little more music than I was at the time, and he was just blasting that song constantly. And I remember thinking, wow, what an amazing. What an amazing song. And uh, then, of course, you know, it just slippery blew up and Prayer came after that and won it. And then I remember being so excited when uh, when Bad Medicine in New Jersey dropped a few years later. But that was a song for me that, gosh, I know you said it's, you think it was just my life for you. Um, Bad Name was a song for, for me that got uh, my interest in the band. And it's always one of my favorites in concert. And it has that certainly, uh, you know, that extra energy in the crowd, too. And um, you can hear it a million times, whether it's uh, your first Bon Jovi show or your 10 or 52 or every time you've seen them. It never it just never gets old, does it? It's just one that you just love to hear. Yeah. And, you know, it's on the because we can tour it. I love seeing the band open up with it, too, with the way that because uh, I remember um, you see the band take the stage and then all of a sudden you hear it, it was all pitch black and you would you would hear the band sing shot through the heart and you're too yeah. blank. And then all of a sudden, you, you see a spotlight hit John in the middle of it. Oh, no. He says, then you hear John saying, you give them a bad name. And all of a sudden, the spotlight hits, and then boom, lights go on. I love that when they did that on that tour. Yeah. Very cool. Obviously, this was before, or this was after the One Wild Night album. Right. Yeah. 12 years yeah. later, but it was still cool. Definitely. Uh, next one is Keep the Faith. And it was recorded uh, on the Crash Tour in New York City on September 20th, 2000. That's right. This was a really, um, I was kind of, I think they could have ended with this track on the album because the way that it ends, you know, what, this is probably one of my favorite outros, uh, especially with the drums, you know, the, the drum outro on this song is so freaking good, Tico, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's one of those ones that I love to work out to because uh, just the way the band comes together at the end and, you know, it, it, it pumps you up. And Richie's solos on it, of course, are fantastic. Oh, and, I know. It's just a, such a good, good, uplifting song, right? Like you said, um, maybe you're having a hard time. You're trying to get your energy to do your workout. Or maybe it's just one of those days or weeks, especially you're in, you know, obviously fits true today with everything the world's been going through the last mm-hmm. last year. It's, it does give you that, um, that um, kind of kick that you need to try to, you know, keep going forward and and uh, keep believing and, and, and hoping things will be better, right? You know, exactly. and I think that song... The song gives you the boost when you need a boost, I think. Yeah. You know, to me, Keep the Faith was always one of the, it's a good song, but it was always one of those songs that I didn't rush to listen to. Or Yeah. I, I like it, but it's not one of my favorites, you know? Yeah. Um, but like you just said, it, it gives you a different vibe, like during a workout or uh, 
recently with the whole, uh, and, and I won't talk about politics on my discussions because it's, it's a, it isn't the place for it, but uh, it's always I'm a Biden supporter. And, uh, you know, his, his slogan was, you know, keep the faith and stuff. And, uh, you know, so I remember when he won the election and I went on my workout that day. I had keep the faith on my workout playlist yeah. that day. And I just just thought Biden and how this country is going to become more better because of it. And I th- thought that slogan, keep the faith. And that song just, the song just gave me a, a whole new vibe. And it just, yeah. I got so much energy from listening to that song that my workout, I was pouring sweat and stuff. So, yeah, well, and, and like I said, fitting with the election you guys just had and and yep. everything we've been going through, it, it's certainly a song that you, you could see why some but would want to use it, whether it's a campaign, whether it's you know just trying to to get that message across, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, next one is someday I'll be Saturday night, and this is where we start to shift away from the Crush tour because the first four yeah. tracks are from the Crush tour. Uh, this was recorded in Melbourne, Australia, uh, on November tenth, nineteen ninety five. So these days tour, obviously, yeah. and uh, I love the way that it starts. You know, you just you hear yeah. John playing yeah. guitar, then you know, yeah. hey man, you know, <laughs> and, and John like you just hear john for the first 30 seconds and it's so yeah. good and then all of a sudden you hear that boom boom da, 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 da. yeah i love that and actually i i on, on that tour the one i saw it was about maybe six weeks or so after the album came out they actually closed the show with saturday night it was the last really? track but yeah yeah that's cool yeah, yeah i think this is a good song to close out a show with you yeah know? yeah and John had a good story on talking about how, you know, he wanted to not work in a factory in New Jersey and try to take a chance on his music career and, you know, and kind of going after his dreams. It was, you know, it was very uplifting. And now I, I know you're a lyric guy. So mm-hmm. even though we're doing a live record, I'll, I'm going to break the rules here for a minute if you're okay with that. Right. Break the what, rules. Yeah. What is your favorite line on the Saturday Night Fun? Um, I would probably say, yeah, I'm down, but I know I'll get by. You know, because that it's the truth. You know, like you know that you'll get through it, and you know there's a light ahead. How about yours? Or well, I have two answers for that. Ordinarily, on the studio version, I like. Um, I wish I could be in some other time and place with someone else's soul, someone else's face. But on the live one, I like the I like the part towards the latter part of the song. Um, Mondays never go my way. Yeah, they're there to get thrown away. Yeah, and that's Wednesday's like some little child. Thursday's there to drive you wild, but Fridays, Jerry, Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> right? It was like a like a black sheep. Just like me. Just like me. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. It, yeah, and you know, it, you also hear the band. You know, with the band at the end, you know the da da yeah. da 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 da. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, it's back and forth, and that's how they, they conclude the song. I love it. It's a great sing-along song when you do get to see them live too. It does have that, you know. We talk about the like like a lot of Bon Jovi tracks do. It just mm-hmm. uh, has that energy too when you see them yeah. do it in concert, and just it's just it's just a feel-good song, I think. Yeah, and and the band is still so good at it. Uh, obviously, you have a new lineup, but they still do such a damn good job at it. You know, like uh, I was watching some of the performances of the song from 2019 when they were overseas, and. Yeah. Uh, just and you know, and John really loves playing this song live, and you can tell by the way yeah. he plays it and stuff. You know, like he's waving his guitar up and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely fun. I think I think uh, you know 
it's might not be when you think of Bon Jovi, the, a song that comes into, you know, the average person's mind right away. But it is such a really good song. And I know with uh, Crossroads at the time, you know, always was such a monster hit. But this yeah. was also such a great addition to that uh, greatest hits package, right? Yeah. You know, and it's funny, too, because, you know, Saturday Night almost went into These Days album. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you wonder, you know, like you said, always was such a monster hit. So you kind of wonder if Saturday Night was kind of the forgotten one. Yeah. As far as being promoted and, you know, it was obviously a hit, but it wasn't as big of a hit as always. It was kind of forgotten about. But yeah. Sure. Next one is actually a cover. Rockin' in the Free World, which was recorded in South Africa on December 1st, 1995, These Days Tour. And it was actually a song uh, originally recorded by Neil Young. Canadian, Canadian Neil Young. Canadian, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it, if they're going to release a live album, obviously they have to release a couple covers because they cool. are the king of covers. Yeah. And I'm not saying this because they're my favorite band. No. But the band or John can touch anyone else's song and they, for some reason, make it 10 times better. I, you know, I was thinking that the other day, listening to this record. Um, I was really happy for the covers on here, on this uh, One Wild Night collection. Um, most of the songs that they cover, being a you know a music fan like yourself and a collector, you know. But sometimes they play the odd song over the years that I never knew that song until Bon Jovi played it. And when I go back and listen to the original version, or even one that I did know, I do find I like their version. Of, you know, in most cases, actually, uh, to not insult the original artist, but I like it better because I, yeah. I just find... They do such a beautiful job of covering, like uh, you know, they did uh, "Rock and All of the World." I've seen. Um, I just love with a little help from my friends, um, and and I've seen this one in concert myself too with uh, you know Neil Young's track, which I just think they do an amazing job on. Also on this this record, if nobody out there watching has heard it before, certainly uh, top notch, right? Absolutely, you know, yeah. can't help falling in love. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. old time rock, and you know, the list goes on. Yeah, and, yeah. It's amazing how they can touch someone else's song and just make it so much sound better and and so forth. But well, or, I, or, or work it into Bad Medicine with you know show and those type of songs, right? Yeah. And I also love that they opened up with this song too at different shows uh, with Rockin' in the Free World. They opened yeah. up a few times on that tour with this song, which I thought was pretty cool. Definitely a great opener. It has that uh, fast-paced energy and especially the, the drums in the intro. I love that. Yeah, me too. Me too. And then, you know, at the end of this song, too, you get another band jam session in a way, you know, with especially with Richa, Richie and uh, Tico. You know, I, I love the way Tico pounds the drums in this song, especially at the yeah. end there. Oh, so yeah. freaking good. And, and, and it's not just that they cover songs, but I think the just choices they make to cover songs, the ones they choose, I think, are always so fitting and and I think um, really works well in their set list, you know, because there's a million songs you can cover. And I always find the ones they pick just are seem to be right in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? that's, yeah. Um, next one is Something to Believe in. And this is my favorite performance on this album. Uh, I'm not surprised, yeah. What's that? I'm not surprised to hear you say that, yeah. Yeah. I is recorded in. I probably gonna say this wrong, and I am sorry. Uh, Yokohama, Japan, okay. uh, on May nineteenth, nineteen ninety six. Um, I have you ever watched 
first of all, the, the, that entire show is probably one of the best shows on these days tour. Have you ever seen that show? I have not. I, I assume it's on YouTube. Okay, my friend. After this, you are going to do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube, watch this entire show. It is okay. incredible. This something to believe in. You'll play on repeat because it's so. Yeah. Once you watch that performance, you'll listen to this song in a different light because it, there, there's a lot of emotion <laughs> into it. Uh, John's it. vocals truly blow me away on this song, especially at the end. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, when he's screaming something to believe in and he's holding those notes. Damn it. Talk about goosebumps. And yeah. it, it just makes you proud as a Bon Jovi fan. It's such a heartfelt uh, meaning and, and yeah. just you feel the, the passion, don't you? You sure do. And, you know, and I, I love the way they end the song, too, with the hey, 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 hey. Me too. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, you'll see it at the end of the video, you know, when John's doing, you know, this and stuff and, you know, cueing the band to stop playing and... Uh, mm. I just, man, you gotta do yourself a favor and watch this. I will. I will check it. People that are watching, I'm sure people that are watching or listening to this right now are like, I've never seen that. Do yourselves a favor, go on YouTube and watch it. It is truly an incredible performance. And I thought it was a real interesting choice for the live uh, record because you know you could have put another hit on there like Better Roses or Always. I know we're gonna talk about things that were missed at the end of the session, but. I love the fact that they put a song like this on here because when you go to a real Bon Jovi concert, you get those, you know, couple of, you know, diehard fan tracks, the, the, you know, B sides, if you will, that don't become greatest hits. And, you know, the band likes to play it for themselves for something different, but you know, fans like you and I love to hear them too. And just to have that on this uh, album was a really, I think really solid choice for them to do that. Absolutely. And, and it being such an amazing version, how could you not want to put it on to begin with? But, you know, it might have been easier to choose a greatest hit, but to put that on there, I think, gives this album a whole other layer of, of um, you know, live experience. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, something to believe in, like you said, you know, it, it, it's definitely a diehard favorite. It may not be a general population favorite, but no. with diehards, I guess, like, we truly treasure that song. Yeah. And, and, Richie, and Richie sounds great complimenting John's voice on it, too, and Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, especially the, in the choruses with Richie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one is Wanted, Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had to put this one on here. Uh, it was recorded in New York City on uh, September 20th, 2000, during Crush Tour. Uh, and it was actually the second single released uh, to promote this album. Uh, what, I, what I like about this track is the guitar. So it kind of shines a light on Richie playing, you know, that fun, uh, not the, not the uh, original, not that, but like the, you know, the first three seconds of the, of the live track here, you know, you, you, you hear what you have. I like fun. that. I like that. Yeah. It, it, it gives you that because anyone's seen Bon Jovi in concert, it gives you that little bit of feeling like you're there because, yeah. you know, it's a little bit longer in concert, I think, but um, that's what you would see if you actually were there. So I like the fact they put that intro with Richie on this uh, on this record too yeah and richie really shined like i said on the intro and then in the the guitar solo you know he yeah. really shines on this one. Oh, for sure and then again you know is yeah. there is, <laughs> just thinking to uh you watch the rock and roll hall of fame induction 
Yeah. And uh, you remember Howard Stern, <laughs> Howard Stern, uh, you know, singing the, this song and it, it's just singing about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But is it really though, you know, is there a better song you could have than Wander? Yeah. You know, he is right, you know, so, but yeah, it's, uh, it is such a really, uh, great song. I've seen it in different parts in the set. Um, first time I, I, uh, I took my wife to a Bon Jovi concert. Um, this is the one they actually close the whole night with that in, during the encore. You know, yeah. and it's one of the ones. It's one of the ones you look forward to. I think it was the Have a Nice Day tour, um, but it was one of the ones you look forward to, and and uh, you know, just the music and and the lyrics. You know, uh, sometimes you tell the day by the by the bottle that you drink, and everything about the song just works, and it's just so cool. And you know, and and as being a kid growing up, it was like the, the third Bon Jovi song I probably heard at the time, being such a massive hit when Slippery was over, like I told you. And um, it sounds just as good today as it did, you know, back in the eighties. Yeah. Never gets old. A lot of people are gonna shun me for this, but I'm not a I, I like the song. I like the lyrics more than the actual song itself. I I do like wanted, but it's one of those songs that I don't normally always listen to. And okay. I am gonna shun you for it. <laughs> if I have well, if I haven't been shunned now, I'm gonna be. Yeah. Because I prefer this left feels right version. Over. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I just I like I like that sound of the you know that go go no that that's neither here nor there but uh, so next one is Runaway yeah. and so we finally have a night uh, an 80s live track yeah so this is recorded in Tokyo Japan on April 28 1985 during the 7800 tour and this is when they were still openers and uh, another really cool you know they didn't. Uh, just going to the song, they do the you know heavy guitars, you know, with Richie and stuff. So that was pretty cool. My only wish on, and I, I can see why they did that version instead of the one I'm gonna say. I love the the way that they did this on the the Crush tour when it was just John and David, and it was more of a ballad. Yeah, I love, and I wish they would have kind of done this with that. But I, I can see why they did <laughs> the '80s version. Yeah, I can see why on this record they did, but I do I do like what they did on the Crush Tour. I agree with you. Um, and I, I love when you see a show or you listen to an album like this, and I love just hearing those you know subtle changes to a track. You know, whether it's the, like you said, the little differences in Saturday Night, or whether it's something like uh, when you see Runaway on certain different tours. I love when when Bon Jovi changes it up a little bit. You know, so it's you know, and, and we get to Bad Medicine. You know, that's such a fun song live. Yeah. That you know, what 10 15 minutes long, it's just amazing, like an epic, yeah. just a blast of power. But I like when they do those little, uh, little differences and with Runaway, too. But I see why on this version they kept it true to you know, to form, yeah. And I, I, I have to go back on the guitar intro on this song because that's I'm thinking of In and Out of Love, and then mm -hmm. that's the next one, not Runaway. They start out with the piano, well, I don't know what I was thinking there, right? Uh, I'm definitely shunned now. <laughs> You're doing fine. <laughs> let's go to the next one. In our love, and that's the, obviously the guitar intro and stuff. And uh, yeah. that was re that was the same show in Tokyo. And uh, yeah, I uh, I like that song, and I wish we still saw that one live. But I do like how they uh, had this version on this album. I don't recall myself ever seeing the song done live. I'm sure you have. Where you've seen Bon Jovi a little more than I have. I don't recall me personally ever being. Um, you know, in the building for the song. In and out of love? Yeah. 
they only ever did it on the first few tours um, yeah. after I don't think it saw the light of day after Keep the Faith. Okay. You know, and you know, in 2010, you know, they started to bring songs from uh, the debut in the 7800 album and the first leg of the tour they did. And I was surprised even though I loved it and make it, but they did, you know, Get Ready. Uh, yeah. I think they did She Don't Know Me, uh, Come Back, um, Only Lonely. Was only Lonely. The- I like Only Lonely. Homebound Train, uh, yeah. Made a Return. I'll let it rock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one is I Don't Like Mondays. Uh, that was recorded in London on June 25th, 1995. I believe that's one of the, the Wembley shows. And Bob Geldof, this is a, another cover, obviously, by the Boomtown Rats. Yeah. And Bob Geldof joins this uh, track, which is that's right. cool. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they put this on the album, though. But I'm glad... I dig it. I actually, this was when, you know, being um, such a big fan, this was the track I was most excited about when I went to get the album that day because I knew that they did this song with uh, with Bob Geldof and I've seen clips on video channels at the time and so forth during the These Days tour, I mean. And uh, I apparently, I guess, you, maybe you have it, but there was a special These Days collection where I Don't Like Mondays was on it and I really wanted it bad and I couldn't get it. And... Uh, and just liking the song so much and seeing a, a video of it, when I looked at the at the track list, even though Prayer is my favorite live Bon Jovi song, and yeah. even though it was about songs like Something to Believe in, I thought, okay, that was such a real cool choice. I think the song I was most excited to have when it came out was to see I Don't Like Mondays on it. Because yeah. I, I really wanted to have a copy of that, and I really thought it's, it's, they do such a nice job of that cover. And because it was a rare track, you know, I was so uh, glad they added to this album. It's probably the song I was most excited about. But it's funny too because you know, obviously, you didn't know what the track listing was going to be until you bought no. the album. Right. Because it was online to to figure. You know, so I remember, like I said, I, I was I became a fan in June two thousand. This album came out in May two thousand one. So I've been a fan for eleven months, and I was still getting there. You know, I remember Crush was the first album that I got. Then Crossroads, then Blaze of Glory, then Slippery. And I think by the time May 2001 came around, I had all the albums. But um, so I was kind of wondering what live tracks that they were going to put on this. And I remember going to the store, you know, my dad taking me to the store, me as a kid, you know, my dad's saying, my dad's saying, stay with me because my dad's walking and I'm just, I'm filled with energy and excitement. And I remember my dad held the CD until we got into the car. And I remember sitting, and my dad thankfully put the CD in the car for me. But I'm looking at the, I'm telling a whole long story here just to get to the point here. So my point is, I remember looking at this, these track listings, and I'm like, I don't know the song, I don't like Mondays. Is that a Bon Jovi song? I don't yeah. remember that on any of the, al- on the albums. And so I thought to myself, oh my gosh. I don't have a Bon Jovi. I don't have a, there's a Bon Jovi that I'm still missing. <laughs> and, and so and then I see it featuring Bob Geldof. I'm like, yeah. who's? And so, as a nine year old kid, I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Who who yeah. is that? Exactly. So, later on down the road, my dad tells me, okay, this it's a cover, and this is who Bob Geldof is. And you know, yeah. I remember freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know who. I, yeah, I don't know the song. What what song is? I thought it was a Bon Jovi song. <laughs> you and I had the exact opposite reactions. To this song yeah. when it was released. Well, <laughs> I was really up here and you were really down here. 
Yeah. 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 But I was so happy it was included. And I like stuff like that. And those, yeah. you know, it is. Uh, yeah. It's just such a cool uh, addition to the to the album, and yeah. it you know being rare. I was really happy they included it. And, and Bob Godoff is such a very talented singer. I really like his voice on the song. Um, yeah, he is. Next one is just older, and that was recorded in Toronto, November twenty seventh, two thousand. Crush tour, obviously. I really don't have much to say about it. It's definitely a live track, and I you know I love that bridge. Um, yeah. You know. You know, tell Coach T that I've cut my hair and you know stuff like that. So yeah, and and you know it's uh as you do get older, as we said, it's a song I think that uh, comforts you with your uh, with your age, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I turn twenty nine next week, and it's hard to believe that this is the last year before I turn thirty. You know, really, I just turned thirty last year, so you know. Yeah, I was gonna no. say twenty five. <laughs> I was gonna say twenty five. Yeah, that's right. I turned. I, I'm on my like like 28th anniversary of that or something though. <laughs> but yeah, it is a it is a really cool song and like the old torn jeans and you know the bed I'm sleeping in, like you said, fine wine, right? You just yeah. uh, you get better with age and uh, you know it's uh, it has a cool message to it, I think. And uh, it is also another fun song to have live, and I can see why the band chose to put it on this collection, right? Because just coming off the su such a successful Crush tour at the time and it being such a fun song to hear live. And I think it's a song that resonates with a lot of people, right? And, you know, even you in a few years time will probably put it on and think, oh, okay, it's my birthday, I'm getting old. Let's listen to this yeah. track. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like when I was younger, you know, I, 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 everyone that's older than me right now or, or you are probably thinking, dude, you're nuts. You're only 28, 29, you're young. Yeah, I'm, I'm young, but when I was younger, I look at this song and go, I'm not old at all, but now I'm starting to feel like I'm getting older because, like now, like mm -hmm. with my workouts, I you know I get sore now after, or things start to hurt, and yeah, you know, 29 is starting for me. It's starting to look scary, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because next year I'm going to be 30. I'm no longer. That's when it hits you, right? Yeah, that's so. when it hits you. Yeah, when you get to 30, uh, it hits you. Yeah. Uh, next one is something for the pain, and that was recorded in Melbourne, Australia, November tenth, nineteen ninety five. These days tour. Uh, I do love the intro to this, you know, with the guitar. The dun, 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 you know, then all of a sudden, Tito, the boom, then the band comes alive, and I, I love this live. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I love, I love that. I was just listening the other day, and just that opening uh, notes that Richie plays, and it goes into it, and. Um, it is another, like I said, song that I think you can relate to when you're having a bad day. I've seen this in concert myself a few times. I enjoyed on the collection. Have you ever watched them do it? Uh, the MTV Awards, I'll say, yeah, nine, probably around 1995, I guess, 96, doing this in uh, in Times Square. Yeah. It's, you watch that? It's a good performance, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> if anybody hasn't checked that out, um, opening with uh, uh, Helter Skelter and then going into uh, Something for the Pain was a real cool uh, Yeah. A cool uh, music uh, show appearance. Yeah, uh, and I also love the way Richie sings. Uh, I think it's in the bridge. You know, when he's mm -hmm. back. You know, he actually has a part in the song on lead vocals. I, I like that. Uh, next one is "Bad Medicine," and it was recorded in Zurich, Switzerland, uh, August thirtieth, two thousand, Crush Tour. I was kind, of, you know, maybe because they put two other. Um, covers on this but i was surprised that we got a short version of this song with no covers and mm. you know because you know they really it or they really 
enhance the song with a live cover, wow. you know, like shout and stuff. So I was surprised that they didn't put that on this. Um, yeah, it ran a little short. Yeah, I thought I thought if you see the real the real uh, concert, it does have like you said those uh, those parts that uh, maybe for the t time it was a CD time in 72, 73 minutes, uh, yeah. maybe maybe just for 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 time's sake. It, it got cut, I guess. I'm not sure, because you're right. Yeah, because the, the parts that you do see in the song certainly enhance the 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 uh, you know the energy in it, kind of the the party atmosphere of the song, because it is such a great song, right? And, yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the time because another thing is too, I'm surprised we got 15 songs out of. Yeah. You know, usually you get 10 or 12, so yes, maybe that right. was a reason. Yeah. Uh, the last one is one one night. And uh, this was—I was—I was, kind of, was kind of surprised that this wasn't. A, they didn't put a live chat, but they put like a new. Hmm. You know, obviously it's different than the Crush's version of One One Night, yeah. and obviously the one on this isn't live. It's just a re-recorded uh, version. Right. Uh, but it's—it's—I like it. Which version do you like better, the Crush version or the One One Night version? I like it too. I'd probably say the Crush version a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because the first one that you hear, maybe that, that causes the bias. But um, I thought it was a, a, a neat remix, a, re, uh, a you know a neat rework, a way to promote the live album. I think it was smart at the time. Um, but yeah, I think I would, I would go with the original original Crush uh, version. I think. Yeah. How about you? you like yeah. the Crush? Yeah. yeah, you know, especially like that. You know, the, the, as John called it, the cha 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 music. You know, yeah. you like that. Yeah, so, you know, great track. But let's let's start talking about songs that we wish were okay. on. <coughs> uh, like I said, you know, it's a shame that none of the performances from Slippery Tour, New Jersey mm -hmm. Tour, or Keep the Faith Tour got on this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can see their defense, you know, because towards the end of both uh, the, the Slippery and the New Jersey tour, John shot was, or John's vocals were shot, you know? Yeah. Because they were just working so hard and no fault to him. But they could still put performances from the beginning of those tours on here. You know, like For he sure. said, lay your hands on me. Yeah. You know, that could have made the album. Or, that would be an excellent choice, yeah. Yeah. My favorite performance that, and with how big Wembley was, I'm surprised that Besides, I don't like Mondays. Not, not, nothing from Wembley got put on here. Like, always, for example, if I could go to one performance to experience, that song would be it, always from Wembley 95. Yeah, I, I had the VHS tape at the time when it came out. Yeah. And I just, yeah, it talked about goosebumps. Eh? It just, uh, such a really, really good live performance. And. <laughs> Yeah, the extra lyrics put in it and the solo at the end, and it was just so soulful and so powerful. And uh, like I said, if anybody hasn't checked it out, um, certainly, certainly look at that concert and that particular song in that concert. That would have been a great addition to it. And they, where they had the audio and everything already done fine because, like I said, they record the Wembley shows yeah. for, for VHS at the time. Yeah, um, the audio was there. Yeah, it would have been a nice addition. Yeah. Sure. yeah. What other performances do you think should have been on this album? Well, lay your hands on me, and, and always would have been really good. Um, I would like to say too some of those New Jersey ones. Like I, I heard a live recording of "Ride Cowboy Ride." Uh, oh. I, would, 
I would have liked something like that on there, uh, you know, and, and stick to your gun. Some, some of the more vintage, uh, you know, hidden or B side tracks that weren't necessarily massive hits. Um, I think that would, they would have been really good choices for me personally. Um, you know, and, uh, I think off of, um, you know, keep the faith, um, a song I personally love was, it was the first Bon Jovi song I ever saw live. I always enjoyed, I believe that's a song I always, I yeah. always had on there. You know, if you're putting a double set, I, I get why it's not on the original 15 track album, but I think I believe is a song I always enjoyed. And I think that I love the way they open up with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they opened with the keep the faith tour when I saw them. And, uh, that's one I always really enjoyed. And, and, uh, wouldn't a cool way another way cool way to open this album or or even cd2 mm -hmm. you know it's amazing you know i can see why they did covers but you know they could have took out the both covers and you know mm -hmm. put lay your hands on me born to be my baby should have yeah. been on here uh i'm trying to think of other songs that should have been on here in these in these, arms, in these arms perhaps yeah i could see sleep sleep when i'm dead be put on this as mm -hmm. well Oh. This ain't a, this ain't a love song too. Is another one they didn't. Uh, they didn't I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I think you know they should put more songs from Crush on here. Well, I guess they did. It, it's my life, yeah. just for one one night. So they did. Yeah. Like there's so many incredible performances from. You know, you know, from the Keep the Faith, they have the and even with Bon Jovi. Yeah. And that was an incredible show. The audio was already there. So it it just makes you wonder why the yeah. three of the albums didn't make it. But yeah, and uh, you know th that evening was so good. And that's where I first saw them do with a little help from my friends, um, and a little bit of soul actually. If on that concert they did a real beautiful version of, um, that would have been a nice addition, perhaps, right? Yeah, it would have. You know, so like I said, a double album or a three disc edition or something. Just yeah, yeah but. It is what it is, you know. We, at least we we got something. Now a lot of bands in in, in you know with lockdown and, and everything come, kind of go back and put some retro live records out. It'd be nice if we could get a, a double or triple, triple like mini box set or something yeah. of live on every material in it with some of these songs, even just you know from the vaults. Yeah, I I agree with you. And you know, with the JBJ experience now, you know, I think we're gonna get a lot more stuff like that you know and uh yeah but you know so overall you know it's a great live album it um, is and uh it would, it would have been nice to have a dvd come with this too for sure window yeah yeah and i think it's a because i think it's underwrite underrated in the sense because bon jovi has such massive uh, studio albums that people go to but i think it, like i said it, it's uh one that uh, i think more fans should check out because it is a really nice listen and it does have a lot of cool live tracks on there with mm -hmm. some songs that weren't big hits and a few covers thrown in. So I think, um, you know, it might not be in people's top five choices to go to the catalog and, and look for One Wild Night, but it's certainly, yeah. uh, you know, certainly one I think worth checking out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I had another point to that too, and I lost it. But... <laughs> Anything else you want to say about the album? No, just that uh, I think it's um, just a, a nice listen, and it gives you kind of flashbacks to seeing them in concert, almost like a you know a unofficial souvenir of your show because there's so many hits on, <laughs> so many hits on there that wow. like I said, you know, after uh, I go to a Bon Jovi concert, you want to hear the tour that you 
sauce. If you're on a have a nice day tour, for example, you want to play that record. But after that, this one here is right up with that because it, it does give you that live uh, flashbacks to your show. And it's almost like an audio souvenir of, of when you, you know, get back from seeing them in concert, right? It's, yeah. it's a fun, it's a fun listen. Yeah. And then, you know, thank God for YouTube now and for technology because yeah. now you can record, you know, you can record a performance on your phone or, or look back on YouTube and, and have a keepsake like that, you know, but back then you didn't need his experience no. to show and it's all voice of memory, you know? Yeah. So, and you had to and you had to sleep outside to get tickets. Yeah. See, <laughs> that, that, that's why I'm so jealous because I would love to experience. Uh, that, that's, that's, a little, that's a little overrated. You're not missing much there. <laughs> let me, let me ask you, what was your favorite tour prior to 2000? Uh, probably best show you've ever seen before 2000 or in total both before 2000 uh, I'd say my first one on Keep the Faith okay after 2000 I would say and luckily there actually is I mean they're so good it's really hard to pick but I would say the uh, I know you were at these as well the Madison Square Garden 2008 Lost Highway concerts uh, oh, both shows awesome. yeah Especially night two, I even had better seats the second night, and uh, they're both, of course, on on Blu-ray and DVD now. Um, yeah. That they were some just because going to both nights, like you probably did, you I, I, there wasn't too many songs when you left there that oh I wish I heard that song because they they yeah. played such great set lists and it was just such an amazing experience and you know you can watch that on DVD. Yeah, it's funny too because like I was a fan club member and I was kind of in the whole Bon Jovi fandom and. I was 16 at the time, and so social media was kind of starting out. You know, there was MySpace yeah. and Facebook, yeah. and Twitter wasn't really a thing. But so, like, anyway, you really didn't hear anything about this being filmed. And I remember going to the venue, and you saw signs, you are being recorded, this is going to be put on DVD. Yeah. I was, oh, my gosh. And I think John mentioned something about it both nights, too. But after that, we didn't hear a single thing about it no. for, like, a year. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it, yeah. it came out in the fall of 2009, you yeah. know, a year and three months later. So I, I thought that they kind of forgot about it. Or, I wonder why they delayed it so long. Yeah, when, it's, when, it's weird. Yeah, I thought yeah. we'd know that Christmas Day. Yeah, well, thankfully yeah. we still got it. So Yeah. What was your favorite show ever? I know you have a lot to uh, look back on. With the band, without the band. With the band. Oh, with the band. You know, a lot of the shows in Have a Nice Day tour was really good. You know, yeah. and that's been, that's pretty much the last time you saw them as a five piece band. Yeah. Um, I'd probably I, I'd probably be with you. I'd say Madison Square Garden, not just on the Lost Highway tour, but other you know the Circle tour was great. Yeah. Seeing the Madison Square Garden. Uh, what about now tour? We I'd say Madison Square Garden, you know, New Jersey and at MetLife in thirteen was good. You know, yeah. I always tell people the best place to see Bon Jovi is either New Jersey or New York City because yeah. John is on fire because obviously the whole band has to show off. Yeah. You know, in a good way. They have to show off for their friends and family that are going to that show and you know. So I always think those shows are the best. They are and and, and haven't seen them in Madison Square a few times. I'll add a third one on your list there though. Um Montreal in Canada. Montreal Quebec. You know, I I almost, I've always heard that, and I was, yeah. I almost went to the Montreal on the last tour, and then it got really? rescheduled, and I couldn't make the rescheduled yeah. date, so I couldn't yeah. go. Yeah. 
I was going to go to that show, and then I remember, you know, because I'm on Twitter and I'm updating people or I'm posting updates on what's going on with the show. And you guys got freaking I'll Sleep When I'm Dead as a show <laughs> opener. As yeah, a I'm- show opener. And John's in the, you know, because they with a contract, so they had to get rid of the B stage and all that. But, you know, from the back of the stage, John's come to sleep when I'm dead. You son of a, you know, I'm <laughs> jealous of that. And I, I remember seeing them, Jerry, there on the Circle Tour, okay? And, and, yeah. and going both nights and they played like two three hour shows it was just amazing and you know you know a band has everything worked out they know their songs are going to play in the set list after you know two and a half hours 240 in i remember they had a, literally had a band meeting on the center of the stage i really don't think they knew what they were going to play because earlier than he goes you know you don't want to go home yet do you he said that's okay i got nowhere to go and i really had to have a band meeting to decide the next like four or five songs that we're going to play they did it with three or four encores. I'm not kidding. It was three hours long. And uh, it was just, like I said, you know, such energy into a, a Bon Jovi concert. And then you go to some other artist a few months down the road, and it's just not the same passion, not the same energy, you know, not anywhere near the time and worth your money that when you go to a Bon Jovi concert. And, um, you know, they go to Montreal a lot. There's actually a, a big story on they were there one year within a couple of years, then 10 times. And each concert they go to, whether it's a, a 50, 60,000 seat outdoor or whether it's the 20,000 indoor, they sell out, I think, virtually every time they go. And that's, a, I think, another spot for the band. For some reason, they have a lot of a lot of history there. And um, that's another place for you to check out. I know you want to. Yeah. We'll definitely have to do a show together sometime. Awesome. And uh, do you ever go to Toronto? I always see them in Toronto. Yes. Yeah. Well, remember the, the Valentine's show we talked about on uh, on Twitter, the Thank You for Loving Me. Yep. Yeah, I was at those two shows. Uh, I say I missed that one because I was in I was in college. I couldn't make it to that show, unfortunately. But I did. I did like ten other shows on that tour, so it made up. Made up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, buddy, I want to thank you for uh, coming on today. Uh, we had a blast, as I knew we would. Thank uh, you for having me about this album, and uh, I hope you uh, stay safe. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you on Twitter. You too. Stay safe, and thanks again, Jerry. And I enjoyed our talk. Thank you kindly. Thanks, buddy.